Hey, Mark. Hey, Katie. Hey, you want to do a podcast? Yeah. Sweet. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the Unforget Yourself Show, where we use the power of woo and the proof of science to help you identify your blind spots, get over your own bullshit, <gasps> so that you can do the fucking thing you actually want to do. Absolutely. I'm Mark. And I'm Katie. And we're the founders of Unforget Yourself and the creators of the Unforget Yourself system. Look, being a business owner is tough. Yeah. With vulnerability and with humor, mm-hmm. we'll be sharing with you the real stories behind the success of those brave and crazy enough to start their own business and to show you that you're not alone. You're not. Well, from the accidental entrepreneur to the laser-focused CEO, we have honest conversations about how they got to where they are today. We talk about the challenges that they faced and what they're currently dealing with in real time on their roller coaster journey. Along the way, we want to show you that it's, it's you. You are the most important asset in your business. Yeah, you are. So let's cut the bullshit and start the show. Enjoy. Okay. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. So today we have with us Dr. Jennifer Harrison, a dissertation coach who helps you get organized to get motivated and get past the finish line with accountability, with confidence, and through motivation. Beautiful. Dr. Jen, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Well, thank you for joining us. So can you just expand a little bit more on where are you today with your business and who is it that you'd love to work with? Sure. So um, at the moment, the business is um, just me coaching. Um, I started the business in 2020 and it's been growing slowly since then. And at the moment, it's at that comfortable level where, you know, I am working with the right number of clients for the size of my business and very happy with how everything is going and aware mm. that it needs to grow beyond this stage, but it's it's too comfortable for me to really want to grow, you know, to um, take that next step. Um, I love working with any grad student who is having difficulty. And that really does just sum it up. A lot of my clients are women. A lot of them are professionals. Um, a lot of them are women of color. Um, they are kind of facing a wide range of challenges when it comes to finishing their dissertations. And I mm. love to provide them with the practical help and skills that they need. But then I also, you know, a big part of what I do is supporting their wellness and their motivation and their mindset and kind of helping them come out of it sane and happy. Mm. So you mean it's not just head down, plow through, you've got it, this. There, There's more to this, right? Exactly. Like too too much of the help out there for dissertation students is get your head down, study hard, burn yourself out as long as you get to the finish line. That you know, a good dissertation is a finished dissertation. But I'm kind of like oh. a good dissertation is one that doesn't kill you. Hey, are we are we talking about business ownership here and entrepreneurship or dissertation? Because oh my gosh, the, the parallels are exactly the same. They really are. So with with your with your clients, okay, what what state are they in when they come to you? What is what are they looking for? when they first arrive? So a lot of them think that what they're looking for is somebody to just tell them how to fix this problem with their lit review, or they're looking for somebody to just edit the dissertation because they think they're pretty much there and it's nearly ready to submit and they just want someone to fix their grammar. Or they think they are looking for someone to just keep them accountable because they're having some trouble focusing. Mm. Actually, usually what they really need is somebody to give them some very clear instructions because nobody's bothered to do that and then Mm. to help them regain their confidence that they can actually follow those instructions and it's not as difficult as it looks Ooh, i love that so how how blatant are you with selling them what they want 
but giving them what they need. How much of a is a how much of a misalignment is there between those kind of two worlds? So I'm usually pretty upfront because what I start with with clients is um, I, I don't like people being able to just book with me and go ahead and then we meet and find out if we work together. Um, so I'll always do a meeting with clients first where they tell me what they think they need. I get them started with some solutions and also mm. meet them and they get to yeah. know me. And um, and usually what happens in that call is they say, here's what I need. And I say, tell me this, 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 this. And they do. And I say, okay, here's what you actually need. Here's what I would do next. Here's three tips that are going to get you moving again. Um, mm. But, you know, from, from my perspective and from my experience, this is what's going to work for you. This is where you're stuck. You're, this is what you're facing. Um, nice. That, so, you know, it's it's pretty transparent, um, but it usually does take them a little bit by surprise. Sometimes it's a case that they come to me and they're like, everything's terrible. My work is terrible. I don't think I can really do this. I think I'm just going to drop out. You're like my last ditch. And I'm like, actually, I'm looking at this and I'm really not seeing a big problem here. This is strong and this is strong and this is okay. And so sometimes there's surprise in that direction. And sometimes they come to me and they're like, I really don't need a lot. I just need, you know, an answer to this quick question. And then I'm going to be good to go. And I'll be like, well... I have some news for you. <laughs> and um, at that point, they realize they need a little bit more support than they thought they needed. And in both cases, it's mm. because they're not getting the information from the people who should be giving them the information. So so hold on. So the people that should be giving them this information, I mean, you've seen this and you've solved, you've solved this problem. But how has it got, again, I can mirror this with, with mindset, with body set, with being a business owner, all these things, to manage our body, to manage our emotions, our thoughts, our programming, we should have been taught this at the school. This yeah. is a gift that we all have, yet we don't know how to do it. Yeah, That's why we yeah. help entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, CEOs. You are in this place because they haven't got the support in a place where they should have already had it. It should be clear. Why is it this way? Well, you know... And that's hard to say because I do have two young children. I have an eight-year-old and a nine-year-old and they get this kind of teaching in their elementary school. I'm like, wow, that was never there when I was a kid. Nobody told us mm. it was okay to have feelings or to struggle or to ask for help. So I'm glad that that generation is getting it. I do wonder if it will carry over into the workplace for them. Huh. I think for definite, um, what I see is that there's a lot of buzz around self-care. There is a lot of education out there about it. There are podcasts and there are books and there are celebrities talking about it. But then you get into your actual workplace or you get into your actual degree and it's like, well, this is the real world now. Suck it up. Mm. Okay. Head down. Here's what you need to do. Yes. And you can have that other stuff as well, as long as you can fit it around all of this that we want you to do first. Okay. Is it is it knowledge? Is it education? Is it just maybe time and budget? Is it that they can't cover everything? Um, what what would you what would you say is the biggest shift that you have to help your clients through because they haven't got that one thing? What would be that one shift that if you could just solve that first problem, they'll arrive to you with that level two challenges, which you could actually then help even more? What would that be? I think it is the confidence to ask for help or to mm. accept help maybe even less than ask for it yeah. to know that you're only human and that it's unreasonable to expect yourself or for others to expect you to be able to do everything and do it to a high high level that you know we're just we're good at some things and we struggle with others and that's just normal 
and okay and that your options aren't um you know be a failure or be seen to be inadequate you know you you can just say this is a thing I'm not great at please can you help me with it and so then you, everybody can move on I think like we accept that we don't all have to be great car mechanics. We'll just take our car to a mechanic and have them do that. We don't all have to be health experts. We'll just go to a doctor and get a doctor's opinion. But then when it comes to like the workplace, we expect ourselves to be great communicators, great at time management, excellent at processing knowledge, excellent at managing projects. And like mm. not everybody is good at all those things. You might be an amazing project manager, but struggle to communicate clearly. And that's okay. Just get some help with that bit that you don't do well. Yeah, the, the, this aspect you're talking about, it's almost the the kind of the invisible. I can see my car, okay? I don't know what goes where. I can do the basics, but getting that bonnet is like, I don't know. I, I'll make more of a mess than anything else, okay? That's yeah. physical. You can see that. Whether it's huh, our world with helping the business owners or your world helping people through their dissertation, it's a case, of, okay, this is now the, we go slightly intangible, slightly invisible. Anything that you can't see has... It naturally has a less, it's less less weight to it. There's less visibility. There's less importance. Maybe that's the word. Less importance. Yeah. yeah. So how do you convey the importance of the magic that you that you bring to your clients? Honestly, with most clients, I think they're just waiting for somebody to give them permission. Um, because I think you know people see someone struggling and they assume, oh, if they really needed help, they'd ask for it. And someone who is struggling sees everyone else not asking for help or not offering it and says, if I really deserved it, they would offer it to me. So there's this kind of unspoken, Ooh. you know, we don't we don't talk about help, we don't talk about support very much. And as mm. soon as somebody says, it's okay for you to need help, let me help you with that. There's no judgment here. Then they're like, oh, oh, okay, <laughs> let's let's do this. Okay, judgment. You just said the word. Judgment, There's the yeah. trigger word, judgment. Okay, is is that it? Is it the fear of what other people will think? Fear of judging ourselves? Where does where does this misalignment come in? And maybe we can tie this back into maybe maybe your journey as, as a business owner, because we again we're talking about these from two different angles here. So mm. the judgments, the fear of asking for help, that I need to do this all on my own, that kind of feeling. How have you how have you seen this sort of come up with your business in your evolution so i've traditionally traditionally historically i have been very successful as a student and an academic so i was used to always getting good grades on papers i was used to getting my papers accepted at conferences um, i was used to getting my books accepted by publishers then i switched into business and i had to write a marketing plan and i was like i uh ooh, yeah okay i'll do that no idea what a marketing plan is, never written one before, don't even know how I should start, what it should look like, how long is it? Are we talking a Word document here? Like, what is a marketing mm. plan? I don't know what that is. It took me a good six months to work up the courage to ask somebody about that. And the, the, the roadblock that was in front of me was like, I know that I need someone who speaks this language. And I've never had to hire somebody to help me with anything in my life. I've never done that, never worked with a coach, mm. I've never hired an editor, I don't do that. It's not a thing I do, I'm self-sufficient. And eventually it was my husband who like kicked me up the pants and was like, no, you, you kind of just need some help here. Just, just, yeah. just hire somebody. What what was it like in that moment to surrender, to finally say, okay, yeah, I, I, I need some help. What, what did that feel like for you? It was really scary because it was a loss of control, I think. When you're doing everything for yourself, you feel like you're controlling the outcomes. Mm. When you take a step back and you invest resources 
in somebody else, you're relinquishing some control to them. If it, you know, if they turn out to be no good and they can't help you, then you feel like you look stupid and you've lost resources and you've lost time and you don't have an outcome that you were able to control. And I think all of those mm. things come into it. You know, it, it feels like a gamble when you haven't gotten used to doing it. Ah, talk to me about that. What feels like gamble? Not knowing if it's going to work. <laughs> You've got to trust somebody else's expertise. And when you're used to being the expert yourself, that's a hard thing to do. So trust and belief. Probably the, the core reasons why we don't move forward is that, ah, oh, we fear the unknown. So you stepped into the unknown. You reached for help. Probably kicking and screaming. In fact, yes, it was yes, absolutely yeah, it was kicking, kicking and screaming. Um, what was your experience like once you once you did ask for help? It was a little bit of a hard road. So it was hard to find the right person. I think I worked with three coaches before I settled on the one that I work with now. Yeah. Um, and each of them was not quite a good fit for what I needed. And part of that was because I didn't know what I needed. So I didn't know what to reach out for. So that was a little yeah. bit of a learning curve. Um, you know, I had people kind of start working with me and then say, you know what, we've changed our mind. We have no availability anymore. Or they would just vanish. Or And mm. then finally, I found the right person and I've been working with them for a while. So it's definitely a learning curve. Um, you have to learn what you need before you can get the help that will work for you. And you're just, you're really lucky if you find someone who can help you through that process. So mentors are really important. But what I found is that working with a coach to help me with my business, I've become a better coach as well, because I'm better now at helping my clients recognize what they need and see problems that they might not see are in front of them. And so I think it's a, it's a learning experience in more way than one. It makes you better at helping others as well as helping yourself. Absolutely. I think after what you just described, it wasn't just a, hey, I said I want help. And then you got help and everything's rainbows and buttercups and unicorn farts. No, you went through. So you've had a little bit of trauma with it didn't quite work. And then you found one. It's like you can feel that sort of constriction come down. OK, it's, it's it, oh, that was that was a tough process. OK, I and now I've got my help. It's OK. There is we all have different experiences. Other people be like, I asked for help and I found this person. It's like, yes, there we go. Yeah. So these different perceptions, different experiences, how do you find this is maybe tailored how you how you go about your business with searching for help with what was your biggest thing? Knowing crumbs, knowing what help that you need. Yeah. Oh my knowing gosh, how how need. tough is that? If you don't know what you need, but can't ask for help to find out what you need, there is a cycle <laughs> of just being stuck, right? There is. So there's something you mentioned earlier that I've been kind of mulling over. And I think now's a good time to bring it up. Like you mentioned the spiritual side of, of things. And I mm. think that's pretty key because when I first started looking for help for myself, I was looking for very practical help. I want to make a website. So let me hire someone who can make a website. I want a marketing plan. So let me hire someone who can write a marketing plan. What I didn't know that I needed was somebody to change my mindsets to change the way I looked at business, the way I looked at my own identity and saw myself mm. and, and planned for the future. Someone who could like help me think through things like what are my core values? What is my mission? Um, because that felt very woolly and insubstantial and like 
I can work that stuff out. I'm an academic. I'm used to thinking philosophically. But of course, you don't unless somebody's guiding you. And then you don't realize how much that stuff impacts the practical. Once you sort that stuff up, the practical becomes a lot easier. But you don't know to ask for that. You, you, you see the practical problems in front of you a lot of the time. So I think that would be like a key takeaway is if you don't know what help you need, go for high level help, not small problem oriented help. Yeah. Well, look at your clients. Hey, you are nowhere near as bad as you, you think you are. Here's what you need to do. You, yeah, you need real help because you don't understand the severity of the situation. There is, I know there's only two polar opposites, but it's the same kind of approach of understanding what you need. With Unforget Yourself, for example, it's the power of woo and the proof of science. It's bringing these two worlds together because, oh my gosh, you can't just do one. There is the entirety that you need to be able to understand as crumbs as a business owner it's all too easy to look at okay look at the platforms look at the marketing look at the mm. way you structure your time look at the website as you said rather than the energy you're bringing to this yeah. the personality and identity of who you are you're going to be going through a, a huge transition in the near future as you go from solopreneur to ceo to bring in people to be able to let go crumbs mm. of <laughs> I see you chuckling already. You know yeah. where this is going. So to let go of some of these tasks that either, probably some tasks that you hate doing, but still letting go nonetheless. So is that the next transition for you? Is that the next evolution? Because you said at the start of this interview, you're comfortable and you're happy. Yeah. <sighs> and you don't want to break that. Yeah. As, as an individual, I'm comfortable. I'm happy. I could continue as I am right now and be super comfortable and secure for the rest of my life in this business. But I went into this with a core value of make wellness the norm in academia. Mm. Get that next generation of academics going in to understand that it's okay to take time for themselves, to do things slowly, to not take on everything that everybody expects them to. I can't do that if I only work with four clients at a time, you know? That's gonna be a very slow transition. So I, I I want the business to grow, to continue to fulfill its mission while at the same time thinking, oh, but that's such hard work. <laughs> so what what is what is the goal? Where, where is it going? So you, you want to change the world. You want to expand your reach and your impacts. What's, what is the plan? What do you see as the ultimate vision? The ultimate vision is to kind of be a, a resource for making academic care, academic self-care and self-love mm. and wellness a norm. However, beyond that, I haven't gotten to that bit yet. <laughs> what this looks like, I don't know. <laughs> I'm still okay. at the this should happen stage rather than the let's make it happen stage. Oh, so you're the, is, is it even possible? That's another good question. I'm sure it is, but I don't know how. Forget the how. The how is the least important thing in the whole thing. To qualify exactly where you are right now and to understand what where are we going? What is the dream? What is the vision? You want to talk about hiring? We talk about this with our clients all the time. Okay, how you hire, the best way to convey what you're doing. Your employees are not going to care as much as you do traditionally. Mm. You can't. This is yours. But to share your vision, to share your passion, maybe to share some intangible things, that's how you can start to replicate where you're all going and also see where someone's a good fit for your company. 
Yeah. It's all these things that we chatted chat away offline before you came on. The things that you, you don't know, you don't know. Oh my word. It's terrifying. So, but to not know how to do it, fine. But to not know where you're going, oh, okay. Let's flesh this out. Let's really have, and there it is. Have fun with it. Yes. You're happy and comfortable. You just told me growth equals that will go. Growth will be hard. So everything that you do has to, you're logical. Everything that you do, your brain will have to make it true. If you have a belief, it will show all the ways why it's going to be hard. However, if we can help change that to, okay, how can growth be easy? How can it be playful? How can it be so much fun? How can it also be even more comfortable? Can you imagine your business without doing all the admin rubbish that you don't like, doing all the outreach that you don't enjoy? Yeah, it's that risk. It's, you know, how do you get to that mindset and leave that fear of the unknown behind? Which, by the way, I struggle with as an individual as well as, you know, I'm I'm not a, I will not go on holiday without six months of planning first, that kind of thing. So I'm not, I'm a very risk averse, change averse person to begin with before we even throw into the mix the fact that this is my baby and it's my business. Okay. Risk averse. Okay. There's a whole perception shift around risk. Mm-hmm. Just needed there. Because as humans, you know, it's, we're, we're biologically set up to look for risk, look for threats, stay alive. But your past, the previous comment you said there, what is the answer? You've already said it. It's trust, it's belief. Those two superpowers with trust and with belief, is it really a risk? With trust and belief and following your intuition, those gentle nudges, maybe not the logical ones, because you can you can logify your way out of everything, right? Yep. So who do you trust then? Or rather, what do you trust? Do you trust your mission? Do you trust yourself? Do you trust the difference that you're going to make into the world? Do you trust that with these unknown souls, business will be better? There are some questions, some deep questions. And what do you do if you then come up with the answer? No, <laughs> no, I don't trust this. Does that mean your business idea needs more thought, maybe? Give give me an example. So I can see myself thinking, I trust that what I want to achieve would be good if it got achieved. It would, you know, have good outcomes for people. And mm. I trust that um it would have a good outcome for me. But maybe I don't necessarily trust that um others would have that faith until it happens. Who are these others that you speak of? People I wish to reach. So you're projecting your fears onto your prospects. Yeah, yeah that's good point. Okay. So, bah, oh, yes and, oh, shit. Okay, yeah. two things. First of all, yay, it's you. But also, oh, no, it's me. Oh. Okay. So if it is, if you're projecting, it's got nothing to do with them. They haven't said it. Most of them won't. Most of them want your help. You've already shown the picture of you know, what's the concept. I believe everyone's out to help me. If I go into everything with that belief, it's like, ah, oh, the world opens up. 
you see less risks, you see less threats. So, mm. I mean, I'm bouncing here. Just tell me if I'm, I'm hitting the right sort of points because you, you need to be the most confident person in the room. Oh my gosh, that's the very thing you help your clients with. Confidence is at the heart of it. Yeah. yeah, if you're not confident that all your stuff they're doing is great, but your expertise and help is the fundamental one thing that's going to change their life in this moment, it's the most important thing. Without that full love, desire, and energy behind it. Yes, and I think you're right, actually. When I've got a client in front of me, that confidence is there. You know, I know I can help them. When they are unknown faces in the future, it's a lot harder to find that confidence, I guess. Yeah. Do you know why? No. <laughs> I would guess, I'm not going to project onto you, I would guess that it's probably because being the the, the accidental entrepreneur, you are super good at what you do. And most coaches are. Every coach you've ever worked with has been, I love what I do. I can do this all day long. But damn it, I need to do the marketing, the sales, the admin, all this other stuff that comes with it. I don't like this. No one told me about this stuff. So when you're in your moment, you're in your zone of genius, you are confident and you change lives. But your identity as the entrepreneur hasn't quite caught up yet yeah. so if you could convey that confidence and that belief and that oh my gosh this yes in this stance alongside the fulfillment would that change anything yeah it probably would probably would oh we need to work on your confidence again <laughs> yes absolutely fundamentally will if you wanted to yeah so the trust the belief releasing control looking at the risk i think we've hit all the big we've hit all the big topics today this is fantastic yeah and it's interesting because it is it, it's the same things that come up with my clients all the time so let's end with let's end with the resistance so even though we speak about all these things and you see it in your clients and we just sort of i know you've probably been doing some some live processing as you've sort of gone through what you're experiencing and what you've seen, maybe we've had some conversations about what I've never thought this before. In this moment, where is still your resistance to taking that step away from the, the comfort zone? I don't think I've necessarily got resistance at this point, but I think I'm dipping my toes in cautiously. So there probably is still some some overcoming of that risk, you know, half of my head's there, the other half is still catching up. Okay. But I think it's important to give yourself time to make those transitions as well and like not beat yourself up that you haven't managed to mind shift overnight. Yeah, I'll, I'll hold space for both of that. Hold space for, it's okay to take time. I had a, a call with someone um, earlier today. Okay, I'm, I'm six months into this new transition. I'm six months into this new avatar that I'm trying to advertise to, they said. It's okay, I'm only six months in. I was like, hold on, let's reverse that. You're six months in. And you haven't quite got there. Always hold that space for grace, for forgiveness, and love. But if you reframe it, okay, I'm six months in. 
I probably have enough. I could be at this point. So what's stopping me? And then we get into the question again. You said you're half a head in. I love that. I'm going to ask you, which side? Is it the logical side or is it the emotional side? The emotional side, I think, is in. The logical side is like, oh, we still have these details that we need to iron out before we're actually there. I love that is perfectly put. We we have these little fine details. We need to iron these out before we go. And your your, your emotional side is like, yes, this is going to be fantastic. We're going to change the world. This is fantastic. And the logical side is like, let me see that contract again. Let me just make sure <laughs> yes. that, that that water looks deep over there. I'm not sure what's in there. Crumbs. That's fascinating. I, I love the way you framed that. I think it's beautiful. So beautiful. Dr. Jen, thank you so, so much for not only sharing what you do and how you help your clients, but behind the scenes with, with your transition as you move through this world as an entrepreneur. It's beautiful. So thank you so much. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Um, and look, if people want to find out more about, about you and the amazing work that you do, where can they find you? Yes. So the best place for people to find me is at my website, www.rewriteperfect.com. Um, if they go onto my website, they can click on a link that will allow them to schedule a free session and we can kind of talk through anything that is challenging them and get them some help. Um, and that session is normally 30 minutes, but if anybody is listening to this podcast and they would like help and they mention the podcast, we will do a 60 minute session and get a little bit more <laughs> solved for them than you could normally do in 30 minutes. Oh, and, um, fantastic. Thank I you so, so much give you the link for that that you can put in your show notes absolutely go to the website look at the show notes look down you'll have a link straight to there and if it sounds like it's it's what you need this is where you need help please don't don't hesitate don't wait to ask for help it's it's there for you i mean you could you could wait another six months if you want or you could get it resolved today right yep <laughs> the sooner you seek help the sooner you start that timely process beautiful love that Dr. Jen, thank you so, so much again. This has been an absolute pleasure. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. Hey, Katie. Yeah, Mark? Want to do an outro? I sure do. Sweet. Hey, thank you so, so much for listening and making it to the end. Yay, you. So what happens next? We ask them the things that podcasters are supposed to ask at the end of an episode. Can you please rate, review, download? Subscribe. Mm. Yeah. But why is it important? Because that's how our podcast gets noticed. That's how people find us. It is. And we want all their earballs. <laughs> all the earballs all over the place. We do. Nice. Yeah. So please do all those things. We'll be ever so grateful. And then more people hear your beautiful voice. Or yours. Oh, yeah. <laughs> See you next time. Bye.